Hello, friends. Tired of traditional car dealerships pushing you around for five hours just to end up with a payment that's more than you can afford? They're not your friends, but you know who is your BFF? Volkswagen of Boise. They have a non-commission sales team that genuinely cares about your vehicle needs. Not ready to buy today? No pressure. Come back when you're ready, and they'll make the process easy and hassle-free with upfront pricing and a no-haggle philosophy. Volkswagen, engineered to buy easy. For more info, go to volkswagenofboise.com. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast, where we talk all things Treasure Valley. We're your hosts, Shane and Natalie Plummer. Welcome back to the conversation. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We're really excited today. We are doing something new. Uh, Shane and I have been talking about doing something where we are getting to know some of the notable couples around the Boise area and kind of do a little mini double dates here on the podcast live because that's not not scary at all and our first guests we're so excited are corbin and sam maxi welcome thank you for having us thank you i can't believe our first double date i know, I know. We've no pressure at all with microphones it. in your face and I, know, I know right <laughs> we're like actually you know what the chairs are so comfy i feel so relaxed oh, almost too relaxed yeah. 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 if we were on a real double double day where's the wine at i know okay next time for okay. sure okay <laughs> i know well speaking of wine let's get actually get right to you let's start with you okay um because well we just hung out this weekend so um, fun yes so so if you don't know sam is the creator of snake river wine tours yeah which was recently named one of the top 10 best in the united states by usa today is that right that's right we Congrats. were so excited thank you yeah. thank you we didn't even know for a couple weeks that this thing was going on and they finally tagged me on Facebook a couple weeks into the contest, and I was wow. like, oh, man, we've got some catching up to do. Wow. And and it makes sense, because you have created this um, wine tour to explore Idaho wine culture and the wineries, and it's such a beautiful product. I mean, everyone loves it. We have so much fun we go, and you have such good relationships with the wineries, and you just... Anyway, I've really enjoyed it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of the inspiration of, of how that came to be? Yeah, so uh, we just really are passionate about Idaho's wine country, and we kind of curated this all-day adult experience, basically, that I would want to go on. Mm -hmm. So th that's what I created was a wine tour that I wanted to go on where it's this all-day event. We pick you up from Boise, Meridian, Caldwell, mm -hmm. or if you have a private group, wherever you are in the Treasure Valley, and take you out to Idaho's wine country in Caldwell. We visit four wineries in an afternoon. We allow about an hour at each, and they are all so different and unique, and they all have their own special aspect to it. And yeah, we just explore Idaho's wine country in a comfortable vehicle and um, provide food and snacks and just a really good time. But yeah. honestly, the reason why we started is because we live out in wine country. So what we would do for fun, we go yeah. wine tasting. Yeah. <laughs> like, on a, what do you want to do on a Tuesday? Let's go wine tasting. Uh -huh. And then you were like, man, there's a need for a company. And that was, it was just, that's, that's the start of it. Yeah. Funny how you kind of stumble on like your next gig just oh. by how do I spend my time drinking wine? Maybe I should do that for a living. Yeah. It's funny. It starts like that. I, we were talking about this on Sunday that I feel like right now in the treasure Valley, if you had a side hustle and it's really good, it is no longer a side hustle. And even your you're, oh, I'm just going to do this. This will be my business. Now it's like taking over your entire world because when he, everyone's here and everyone wants the very best. And so everyone wants to go on your wine tours and it can be so overwhelming because I mean, there is a, some major de demand to go onto your wine tours. It has become its own animal. That's yeah. absolutely for sure. This summer was nonstop, but 
it's really fun. Honestly, I don't blame everybody for wanting yeah. to do it. And I'm so excited that people are enthusiastic about this um, product that we created. Yeah. Honestly, it's so fun. It's I'm a lot of fun. We've been on it twice. Yep. And uh, I tell my friends at work about it and they're like, ooh, wine tour, fancy. Yeah. And I'm like, when do we become fancy, Natalie? When did we become fancy? Yeah, like, five like years I don't ago. even remember. <laughs> you have like the exact date. Yes. I'm like, exactly. we are fancy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tons of fun. Yes. Tons of yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and Corbin, I mean, we can introduce you. I feel like if you've lived in the Treasure Valley for longer than like two years, we know who you are. But tell us a little bit about your story. Oh, thank you so much. So I was born and raised here in Idaho. Actually, Roby Creek. Are you familiar? Yeah. Yeah, no one ever, when I say that in front of audiences, some people are like, wait, what? Go to, towards Idaho City, off into the mountains. They do the run every year. Yes, which yeah. we always avoided as kids. But as normal kids had childhood, you know, like friends and sidewalks, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. I tell people, picture a cabin, an outhouse, which my mom hates. My mom's like, we didn't have an outhouse. Like, mom, we had an outhouse. I can, anyway, uh, I remember <laughs> that outhouse. But, um, you know, so I was always, you know, capturing frogs and snakes and lizards and always had a passion for animals. And, mm -hmm. At 12, I started an animal rescue. And fast forward, I've been rescuing and working with animals for over 20 years. And people here locally have kind of followed my career. I never in a million years thought I would ever be on TV. I never dreamed of it. I mean, of course, I grew up watching The Crocodile Hunter or Jack mm -hmm. Hanna, but from a, you know, a kid from Idaho, you never think like, oh, you're going to be on TV. But I loved animals, and I loved talking to people about them. And when I was 13, I had over 60 different exotic animals in my parents' bonus room. <laughs> Now, when you God say exotic, exotic, I, what uh, qualifies? Probably not actually at the time. <laughs> like, I don't we know had, if you're allowed to do that, but that's okay. So, what qualifies as an exotic animal? Oh my God! So, and, and by the way, I should say the majority were rescues. So, mm -hmm. and people are always like, "How did you get all those animals?" Like, once you say publicly, like, "Oh, I'll take in your unwanted iguana, your unwanted turtle, mm -hmm. alligator, python. I even had a piranha." Uh, the flood. <laughs> I write. His name was Jaws. And uh, by the way, I know Jaws is not a reptile, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> The floodgates open, so God bless my parents. And but I just I love these animals. I would beg local YMCA's to come. I remember one time they gave me twenty five dollars, and I felt like I was the richest person in the world. <laughs> I went and I got a reptile rock bowl, which I still have today. I was like so excited, like my first big purchase. <laughs> and my mom came across a talent scout audition for the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and they were looking for weird teenagers. <laughs> With talents. I had no idea. Like my, that was the caption. It was looking for weird teenagers. Yes, looking for weird uh, teenagers with unusual talents. And my mom submitted me without me knowing. And a week later, and she had mentioned after like, hey, I just submitted you for something. I'm like, oh, whatever. A week later, I got a call from a producer on The Tonight Show. And I thought it was a joke. And I mean, fast forward, you know, a few months later, a couple audition tapes later, they said, well, you're not really fit for the teenage segment. But how about we give you a guest spot behind a big celebrity. And I was like, oh that my gosh. That sounds better. Oh, oh, it was great. So I wasn't going to be with a bunch of teenagers. I was going to have my own spot. And they gave me a spot. I was 14 years old and I was on with Pamela Anderson. First, nice. First <laughs> like rough. celebrity encounter. Uh -huh. I mean, mind you, she looked amazing. Just like how you would imagine yeah, yeah. she mm -hmm. would look. And, and I remember, I thought it would be a one-time thing, but Jay invited me back. And I was like, I could do this. And I, a light bulb went off and I was like, wow, I found my calling. So fast forward, I uh, continued to appear on Leno. Um, during college, I went to Boise State, got my degree in biology. I started appearing on the Today Show and 
we met in New York after one of my Today Show appearances, actually, and now I'm here. Wait, you met in New York? We met in New York. Sam, where are you from? I'm from Detroit, and I was just visiting my girlfriend who had recently moved there. Uh, We went to Little Italy for some pasta and, you know, the whole Little Italy experience, and... um, restaurant turned karaoke bar at night there was corbin she was checking me out i can still see her i mean who can blame her corbin I, oh thanks Shane. now hold on she has since told me that she had her contacts were dry i don't know there what, was oh, a no. different Burn. side That's of what, the story i just didn't have them in that night oh, oh is that so why? like it's like oh. their goggles but exactly permanently. exactly he kept hmm. he, he said i kept looking at him from across the restaurant oh, i oh. can still see it to this day yeah. And yeah. you're like, okay, so you're you're meeting at this karaoke bar. Now, you should probably tell what I was like, apparently she remembers what I was wearing, which was ridiculous. Oh my gosh, but we what had you were, we, What we you were, were wearing couple, was ridiculous? Or I was, apparently it? I was wearing red basketball shorts, a baseball cap. I was with my cousin and my dad, and we <laughs> met in the bathroom, and I remember Sam was like, who like parties with their dad and their cousin? She was completely thrown off. Like yeah. my dad was dancing with people. My co- it just It was a very odd situation for her, and she's like, this is weird. Like, what? So you, got, then, you had to dig into that and find out what's happening. I thought there. they were messing with me all night. Honestly, he was with his sister, his cousin, his dad, and I was like, who parties with their family like oh, this? We were partying Idaho hard. People. Oh, Idaho mm-hmm. people. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, we were bringing it down, and several <laughs> vodka rebels later, here we are. Boise wow, Bubble so podcast. you've been married for how long? Three, Three years now. Years, We've yeah. been together seven years. Wow. I've been here in Idaho five years. Wow. So had you known him before you met him there in that no, bar? No, but I've re- heard of him? Never, never. He, he was just a stranger. He was just Corbin. He was just Corbin, and I slow danced with his dad that night. And oh. I remember he kept whispering oh. in my ear, My son is so special. Oh, <laughs> like, okay, Weird. what does that mean? Am yeah. I like drunk? And this guy is like whispering yeah. in your ear? <laughs> that's that's so, all I heard. So at what yeah. point do you realize that the, the package comes with like a lot of? animals <laughs> it wasn't until the next day that i knew why he was in new york mm-hmm. yeah but it wasn't until i went back home to michigan yeah. and like you know went diving deep into the social media world oh, like you yeah. know yeah. doing was, the, the the instagram stalker yeah. thing like who is weird this guy it. i was hanging out with it was always weird and for some reason i always felt weird like when i wasn't doing the today show with the animals i always was really private for some reason about what i did so i never would tell people i'm like oh i'm here on work and people are like well what type of work do you do i'm like i work on television I'm like why are you here i'm like oh the today show like i, I don't know yeah. why i always felt kind of weird that like wasn't that. a conversation on it the was, first day we were just yeah. having a good time i was yeah. with my friends he was yeah. with his family and we all just really clicked i love it i love the story about how two very different paths all of a sudden collide through chance exactly you were on a trip with friends you were doing work yeah both far from your homes and then all of a sudden your paths are together for Forever, forever hopefully right yes fingers crossed and we should say every time we go to new york sam gets so mad at me because i i mean of course we love going back to where we met but i always tell the bartender we go back to the mulberry street bar in little italy and i always say we met here and it's so funny because they could care less yeah. every day look so unenthused like okay and what would you like and it's like sam looked at me last time we were there she's like what do you want a free shot like they don't care people at, in new york mm-hmm. don't care oh they yeah. don't care and it but i don't even care that they don't care i just love going in there and like did you know we met here and we go to where we danced, and I love the place. Mulberry Street Bar in Little Italy, if you're ever there. All right. Yeah. They're not going to carry that you're there, but God, you should no. still go. No, but the Corbin mafia does. used to hang out there. Oh, well, okay. Well, that's a good if, reason. Anyway. Mm. They probably still hang out there. I'm, sh- I'm sure. Yeah. So you have quite the following here locally. Mm-hmm. You're building a following, Sam. 
I'm one of your followers. Thank you. When I I did a thing with you mm-hmm. uh, at a school, and like you, I was wrapped up in your in what was the pipe? It was bomb? a snake. Yeah, sure. Okay. sure. Which fun story? He was a he's a, a 13 foot albino Burmese python. He's a hundred pounds. He was rescued in 2003 in a Boise apartment. His old owners had left him to die. Long oh. story short. Natalie, that was the first snake I ever took on Leno at 14. Oh, wow. So that snake has met Jay Leno. He's met you. He's met Sam Jackson, Martha Stewart. I've had to share hotel rooms with that snake. That, they just, what? Wait, did yes. they hotel no? How do you that? travel with a snake oh, that big? Oh, my God. So they have big travel crates. The snakes aren't the worst to travel with. I think the alligators would be the worst because they would wake you up and paw at the door. This is I'm like sorry. back in the Wait, day. I'm sorry. Do you let them loose in Hold the hotel up. room? Yeah, I mean, sometimes. Does the hotel know this before you get there? Usually not, because sometimes <laughs> if you tell them. Do you remember that one time we saw that old couple? And we, I was crying laughing. Tell the story. It was so funny. Well, Super 8s are pet friendly. So oh, yeah. They <laughs> so don't specify. I've oh, my stayed, gosh. I've stayed Stop. with the capybara. The largest rodent in the world. I've stayed yeah. with the prehensile tail porcupine, like jumping on the bed, ant eaters. And mind you, we don't do a lot of traveling anymore. Now I fly in. Like, so if I do the Today Show, I'll fly in and then I'll meet up with an accredited zoo uh-huh. or wildlife rehabilitator. So we no longer take, I mean, the alligators now are like 10 feet. So you I can't. Like, <laughs> like, is it Sonny? Sonny That was, is a really big alligator. Like, yeah. don't take that into the Super 8. No, like, <laughs> no, but he stayed. He was on Leno when I was 17. And Sonny's kind of developed this big following online and people yeah. have found the clip on YouTube and Sonny, we would, we were in Los Angeles for the tonight show and he would, cause they, they are nocturnal. I remember we let him out and he would paw at the door and we were by the pool. It's just funny. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine? And he, he would paw at the little, you know, the sliding doors. Yeah. How do alligators night. paw at anything? They I, no, they have I'm, their feet. They can paw. Like but I'm seeing like a T-Rex thing. Like their feet don't go beyond their snout. They turn their but they can, aside. they can turn and like, yeah, they can <laughs> okay. turn and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're yeah. mobile. You're just going to have well, to come and meet. I know. I feel like I right. feel like we should. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's yeah, I mean he's too big now. But uh yeah. So I have several questions. <laughs> like, I have several I have so many questions. I wish like we could record Shade's face. His eyes were just like what? I know. I'm see on? I'm fascinated by the marriage dynamic with oh, that for sure. and yeah. the yeah. animals. Like Like I feel, Sam, you like Natalie said, you got a package deal. When you get Corbin, you get like Corbin's baggage. I know. He just got me and my sweet dog. And I think yeah. that it's amazing. <laughs> is your dog like, safe? <laughs> don't she take this the-, the wrong way, but you have a lot that comes with you in the total package. I'm Corbin. really offended, Shane. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm trying to think of the most PC way to say this. No, as that's I go. no. I come with a lot of crap. <laughs> Let's just say what it is. Like, yeah. Which parts of it were easy to say, oh, yeah, I'm totally down with this and this and that, but what parts were. Oh, that's a stretch. I'm going to really have to get there. So the only way that this marriage works is that none of the animals live in the house except for the dog. Mm -hmm. All of the animals have their own facilities and exhibits and habitats outside of the house. They have their own mini log cabins, which are fantastic. So that's one thing that works for us. I'm great with all of the animals except for the tarantulas. And he was gifted a baby bird eating spider last year who is growing fast. That's a thing? Oh, it's a thing. That's not okay. If it's a female, (laughs) she will live to be 30 years old and be the size of a dinner plate. She'll be, I have to bring her in studio. She's a sweetheart. Or the Motel 8. (laughs) Oh, God, no. Oh, she's so sweet. But I brought a tarantula one time and you were so mad. It was, and I tried filming it too. And she was, I couldn't use it because she was cursing so much because she, 
was like, and I, I, yeah, because I wanted to surprise you. It's just one thing I can't get past. Like, yeah. I've learned to like most of the snakes. Um, I The lizards, like Erwin the Solomon Island tree skink. He's so cute. He's my Did favorite. Did you say tree skink? Tree skink, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's cool. I, I guess I just... Ex- put my ignorance on display what's a skank no no it's I mean, not a skank sorry, what's it's a, a skink. literal skank <laughs> a, no, it's no, a skink. hey you know what this oh, skink. Skink. No, it's a skink okay did my michigan accent just come out oh no, yes yeah. of course we can edit all this stuff that yeah. makes me no, look dumb no, okay this is great. Uh, all right skink. so okay. so um so okay. that was a little so th- there are rules yeah, there You're are okay rules. within certain boundaries. Yeah, also he's currently trying to get rid of his colony of Madagascar hissing cockroaches, which I am for. Um, he ordered six in the mail a few years ago for his educational programs, and sure. they it was a very healthy colony that reproduced quick. Like over a thousand. I wanted to bring them with us today. No, in in the vehicle, <laughs> and I said, "Well, we can put them in the studio." I swear to God, and she's like, "We're not. No, no, no." I was like, "Honey, but we I could like take the contain." <laughs> Look at his face. I'm dying. I, I'm like, pretty I, sure that. Downtown Boise is not going to want any cockroaches now, in any on. of these old. Fun fact, though, these aren't the ones that are pests. Out of all the four thousand species of cockroach, only thirty are considered pests, and these big, giant Madagascar hissers are not the pests. They actually help eat the dead and decaying matter in the forest floor. They're called detrivores. So they're and they make good pets. You guys have kids. They only live to be three, um, three years old. And I can give you one the size. They look like um, little watermelon seeds when they're babies, and they get oh as gosh. thick like this, and they, and, and they don't fly. Yeah, that you're is, selling ice to an Eskimo. I'm not buying Am it. I correct when I say that they can live for two weeks with their heads chopped off, yeah. and they only die because of dehydration? I'm yeah, sorry. that is what? so true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Thank animals don't part. live in the house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I also want to know is, have you been... How do I say this the right way? Have you been roped into maintenance and taking care of these animals too? Or is that Corbin's thing? You know, he's really good about that. It's mostly his thing. And I have to say he has the best mom in the entire world yeah. because she is his number one fan and supporter. And when we go out of town, she's the animal handler. She's right the animal keeper. I have seen that lady hand feed the 500 pound alligator. And like she is the coolest mom ever. She's not hmm. like a tall, big, burly lady. She's like a petite hairstylist. Like she's not, <laughs> people like are thinking your mom must be this like, no, she's like this little woman and she'll, yeah, feed Sonny, hand feed Sonny. That's her favorite alligator. And yeah. Her grand alligators because we don't have kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So she has grand alligators. She calls them grand alligators. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Hmm. Well, okay. So I've noticed that you're getting quite the following on YouTube. Um, yes. You've had quite a few videos go viral, which is pretty cool. Um, what was the big one that just went viral? Um, it's, uh, so moving my animals into the alligator house. And that hmm. was number seven trending in the world. Wow. Right behind Bruno Mars, which is like, what? It's hmm. just like. It's weird, and we just hit a record just on YouTube, 118 million monthly views. Congrats. Thank you so much. That's a lot of views in one month. And that's just YouTube. TikTok, it's it's insane. And it's been been such a slow journey, so when it finally happens, it's still, it's it's unreal. And Mm. now William Shatner, you know, wants you on. Yes. (laughs) Which I didn't know. I I was unaware he had a show. Shane knew. Yeah, I did. I saw it while I was scrolling on old Netflix. Oh, okay. Yep, and it's really cool. We're going to talk about man eaters, and it's going to be an interesting thing. So we're going to go and talk about some rare accounts about, um, you know, man eating lions and sharks, and and they're going to use me as one of their experts. So I'm really Mm. excited. That's so cool. And you'll go with him. Yeah, absolutely. That's so fun. I'll be his manager. 
Yeah, yep. for the day. Yep, yep, <laughs> that's yep. so cool. And that's in Austin? I think San Antonio. Yeah, Austin or San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. That's we'll see. so cool. Hmm. Well, that's a very interesting marriage dynamic. Let's talk about their marriage. Let's find <laughs> okay, out more. I've got oh. more questions. <laughs> okay, what? You're both are kind of entrepreneurs having your own business. Mm-hmm. What is it like to have two entrepreneurs in the same house? You know, I think it works out well because we both help each other out a lot. And I know I could not have a successful business at all without Corbin's help. Didn't you say that Corbin, didn't you drive one of the tour buses? Oh, I do all the this time. We just said, yeah. Yeah, and, it's yeah. So con- and people are so confused too because they're like, wait, 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 where are the animals? And it's like, wait, I always you say. you look familiar. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. so, and I usually, I prefer people don't know what I do because I prefer to focus on the wine and, um, you know, but no, people are very confused. But no, we, yeah, I tell, I tell people we combined our two passions, animals and wine (laughs) and but like sam said i couldn't do what i do without her so when i'm doing these live animal shows or when i'm doing like behind the scenes on the today show like i could not do that without sam she's my right hand lady and she and it's funny everyone always loves sam more than me and i always tell people that because it's funny because i mean you know when we go to the today show like hey corbin oh sam hey sam sam (laughs) like hey it's it's so cool so yeah we both help each other out there's no way we could do either without each other we have had to learn to lean on each other a little bit more too with this gig, oh. not yeah. just the podcast, but like with your b- business too. Like I'm your finance person. Oh, yeah, that's been interesting. Yep. <laughs> oh. oh, I hear well, a lot I of mean, judgment I in mean, that tone. Yeah. Like you spend a lot of years together, and you have your own separate things, and then when you start to meld them, then that gets a little complicated because you can't like boss each other around. Like you still are spouses. Yeah, but. we have a certain dynamic. Like we're both kind of how do I say it? Kind of kind of alphas type A's when it comes to our business. Like I know my business and I know how I like to run things and I've got distinct opinions about certain things. And then she has her business and she has distinct opinions about that too. And so (laughs) trying to meld two mindsets that are very similar and it's like too many chiefs and not, not enough. Sorry. I I don't think I I can say that anymore. (laughs) Oh, don't. (laughs) Well, I think you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think we kind of realized that like he's the chief of the animal business and I think I'm kind of the chief of the wine business. So we just help each other out after that. Yeah. 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 And, but there are things that are off limits. Sam (laughs) does not like to be on camera like doing this podcast is a big stretch for her and I think you're doing oh. amazing I mean this Thank is you. she just doesn't like being in front of cameras and there have been times when they've asked on these shows you know please come on and she's just very likes to stay behind the scenes and it's not her comfort I'm zone. very uncomfortable and I'd rather be filming Corbin sure yeah. that's surprising to me because on a tour you're it, you have a great she's great theatric yeah, flair good, good rapport with people yeah I feel like very I kind of just live in the moment and put that behind me for the time being and sure. I don't know some it's just really easy for me to talk about wine and talk about Idaho because I love it so much mm-hmm. so I think that's where that it makes it a little bit more comfortable for me in that aspect but I don't want to like have it a reality tv show with Corbin and the yeah. animals and stuff like that I mean Shane how do you feel about that like was it uncomfortable for you to be on Hello Meridian's page or it's, anything like that? It still is. It's really? still yeah. very unnatural. So I think you and I have a lot in common oh, yeah. in that place. And Corbin and Natalie have a lot in common with, with what they do. I have an old man's mindset that, dadgummit, I don't need this new newfangled technology. Yeah. And we got a, we got by just fine for years not having it. Um, sorry, became that's, obsessed with TikTok in the last month. Mm. Let's section out TikTok <laughs> and set it aside. Okay. Besides yeah. that, yeah, I was a definitely a late adopter and maybe a late appreciator 
for what it is that she does. But I think it's just in the past two years that I had made a conscious effort to lean in mm -hmm. and to lean past my own personal discomfort to let's participate in it. And so, yeah, where before in the beginning, being on the page, that was weird. And I did not like it. I, I, I wanted to have a zero digital footprint, yeah. although that's a Yeah, it took like four and a half years for you to even be on the page at all. Yeah, like but now she just way. cracks open the phone and does it still twinge sometimes? And but I'm like, it's very Ugh. rare. Yes, but you know what? She's good at what she does, so I've got yeah. to trust her. And it, it's her job. Yeah. You know? yeah. I wanted to ask you, because you're so good on camera and oh, you, you are so authentic was that hard? Was that something you've always been comfortable with in front of the cameras, or is that something you had to that you kind of learned along the way with Instagram? Because that's why I think you're following. I, your fans are so connected to you; they know you. Um, well, the first two years I did Hello Marty, and I wasn't on the page at all because I didn't want my face on it. And then I just showed a couple things. I was actually kind of forced on it because somebody was pretending that they ran my page, so I had to uh, put my face out there. And Flame then. It. Yeah, then my engagement started going up. So at first it was kind of nervous, but I think for me, I realized that really, it's not like you're talking to thousands of people, you're talking to one person, but multiplied. So it's really just one person laying in their bed, just scrolling, and they're not thinking a whole lot about you. They're just entertained for like five seconds. And then I'm like, you know, anyone can do that. So when I realized people didn't really care all that much and they were just really being entertained and then they went back to their own lives, so I'm like, ah. It's not a big deal, and I can I can be more authentic that way. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Mm. A really good way to look at it. So one thing we were talking about on the the tour, which I I thought you guys might have some similar experiences as we do with this, is that when we meet people, we're going on a double date or something. People want to talk about the podcast or Instagram, but the thing is, is obviously we're much more than that. You're much more than animals, and you're much more than wine, and you're you know you're more than those things. Does that frustrate you that you're just kind of pigeonholed a little bit into those those elements? I almost feel like sometimes we're on repeat. You know, I feel like I could tell Corbin's story from start to finish, mm -hmm. I've, you know, um, just with that aspect. But I feel like at this point of our lives, we're working so hard with what we're both trying to achieve that our lives are kind of consumed with these two things sure. at this point. So it makes it easy to talk about. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Our lives are so consumed. I mean, with it, I can't tell you the last day we didn't think about wine or I wasn't filming or we weren't with the animals. It's, yeah, I think as I don't, yeah, maybe I didn't realize, but it's so consuming. I guess I don't mind talking about it. Yeah. You know? And, and we don't have kids at this yes. point yet. So those are kind of our kids, sure. you know, our, our, yeah. our careers that we've created. But, um, yeah, and, and our closest friends kind of do the same things that we do. Like some oh. of our closest friends are YouTubers or mm -hmm. entrepreneurs or, you know. Yeah, which is cool. They help balance us out, yeah. which is nice. It so. is interesting with entrepreneurialism is that it's the different than just than working for like the man or whatever because it when your hobby melds so closely, so your passion, your work, you do like to talk about it. And it's fun to find other people who want to talk about that too. Oh yeah. Surround yourself with those types of like-minded people, people who challenge you. That's mm -hmm. why I love Sam so much. She doesn't always, cause like, God bless my mom. I love her, but I could show her interview, you know, any video. And she's like, Oh, Corbin, it's great. It's been, you know, <laughs> but I'll show, I could show my buddies or show Sam and she'll give me the honest feedback. Like, yeah, that wasn't good. Or I would cut that. So mm -hmm. I really like that. Yeah. How do you guys feel at this point? Do you feel like you want to talk about other things besides Hello Meridian and the Boise Bubble podcast? And I only want to talk about other <laughs> things. Yeah, actually, we never talk about the podcast. Like, really? that's weird is that 
uh, we don't really, it, it isn't something we chat about. It's something we do. And like, I'll set up guests, but we kind of like the impromptu part of it. And I do all the behind the scenes. So it's still kind of my job, but I feel like we don't really talk. No, and we don't really listen to the podcast together because it kind of is like weird. It is strange. And maybe we should we've, do. We've only done it a couple times. And we're still learning. But like, like the, just, you know, the podcast for me is I do the podcast because I like talking to people and like I have an insatiable hunger for people's stories and just curiosity about their lives. And this is, sounds kind of creepy, but the, the, it's, it's oh, not. I love no, it. like their decisions <laughs> and their motivations and their struggles and uh, just the human aspect of it. I like getting to know people. And so this is a means to an end to do that. And so. Yeah, like I want to be on the podcast talking about real stuff. Yeah. Um, the podcast itself is, oh, if it's successful, then it's successful because it's fun talking about these yeah. other things. And I see it differently than him because I see it For as sure. I got tired of Instagram being the only platform because it's short. It needs to be a certain, you know, it's more light. Um, and you only have a certain amount of time that you have people's attention. The podcast is for real conversations and you can i just felt like it was it was a, a different way to go and so i see it very differently i feel like it's kind of my job and you kind of hang out on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay now i know very clearly your estimation well, of my honestly, contribution when it comes to, to when it comes to uh podcasting you're way better than me so that's that's oh. helpful too um, oh for sure thanks. when people talk about the podcast it's always like shane is so good shane's voice is I, so his shiny. voice is good yeah it's really good, good. <laughs> yeah this i told is my you, new shane. money maker no yeah. it's good oh. i was just i we were listening to the episode which i loved the boise bubble podcast what was the episode you're talking about the cons of living in the treasure valley i love oh. that. unselling boise the unselling was mm -hmm. so good i oh. loved Thank it because it was such a unique perspective because it's so desirable and you kind of switched it around and yeah. i just but i remember talking to sam i was like he has a great voice yeah. like really smooth Thanks. and yeah you should look into voice acting or i had a high school girlfriend once that whose mom paid me a dear compliment saying that she loved when i called you yeah. were gross no that was like <laughs> back in the day when we had land like hard line yeah. landline yeah. phones and she would pick up the phone hello and i say hello <laughs> mrs hamilton <laughs> is marlo available <laughs> um yeah. i'm gonna work on that i'm gonna have a more smooth voice yeah yeah. Um, oh, he's kind of like he's like the about? female Delilah. <gasps> I found it. Oh my gosh, the female Del Shane, Delilah. Shane, you would be so now that's, good. That's high praise. She's she's awesome. She that's has a very a unique compliment. voice. That's a huge compliment. Thank you so yeah, much. Start it. Yeah. Start out. Be be Delilah, but yeah. Shane, start it out. Like I don't know how she starts. De oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. Delilah. Well, I'll sing it. I'll sing it. Oh yeah, go ahead. Delilah. Spot on. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Natalie, way better than me. Way to wow. Do you sing? Noble effort. I do. Corbin. Oh do my sing. gosh. I mean, I don't sing voice, publicly. Mm. Thank you. Can, Good you job. Can you do it one more time? No. Please. <laughs> Just do it one more time for me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's looking at me with intense Okay, well, okay I'm going to look the other way. Peer okay. pressure. <laughs> it better be so good. All right, but I'm going to sing, but it should, instead of Delilah, it should be something with Shane. Shane. What about the Boise bubble? Um, That's a lot to Shane sing. smooth voice on the Boise bubble. <laughs> do something like that. Uh, just like on the, all oh, let me think about it. Okay. Anyway, so I think you could be really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, time will tell. Yeah, that would right. be great. Um. All right. So real fast. Um. I know you guys are on a on a schedule. Thank you for coming in. By the way, that of was course. very nice. Of you. Thank you for inviting us. So this is dropping the day before Thanksgiving. So we have a lot of people listening to the podcast right now who are on their way for, to family, and there's going to be lots of fun drama. Um, how has been Mel, like, you know, you get married and then you adopt not only, you know, 
animals, but each other's families. So your family, I don't know anything about your family, but how, how do they react to, you know, you're with <laughs> Corbin, the animal <laughs> man? Like, how do they react to all that? Oh, they love it. Honestly, I think the the worst part about it is that they're so far away. Oh, yeah. All my family's still in Michigan. So, Aww. But they have spent a couple Thanksgivings in Idaho over okay. the last seven years. So Aww. it's been really fun. Everyone gets along really well. Everyone's so excited. My Idaho family's so excited when my Michigan family comes to visit. So yes. it's been really good. And <laughs> my father-in-law, Bill, her dad put in an industrial heater for the alligators. So it has been a godsend because we have, my dad and I built an alligator house and it's over a thousand square feet. And it was so hard last winter keeping it warm. So at three in the morning, I would be stocking our pellet stove and we had a wood stove, two burning stoves trying to keep it warm. And he came in and it was so funny. He had, we had to put the ladder over the alligator pool and I have a photo of your dad, Bill, installing this heater. And I was like, God bless him. Like, wow. I mean, he literally is just like, and it was cool. He took a photo and got to show his buddies back at home, which is pretty cool. Mm. But it was so helpful. Now it's automatic and I don't have to, you know, be out there at three in the morning. So nice. That's so funny. I'm kind of yeah. curious. Does it, does having all these animals limit how much you guys can travel and leave the house? Or does your mom pick up some of that weight whenever uh, you guys want to get out of town? Yeah, I think mom, family help out a lot, but I think the best part about it is most of our animals don't have to eat every day. Mm. Yeah, the alligators only eat two to three times a week. And so, and they're content, as much as I think the alligators like my company, I don't <laughs> think they care less. Like, and so I have my wise cams, like right before we got into the studio, I'm like, I was showing Sam as she's driving, look at Sonny. He's like, and he's literally not moving. He's just in the sun, like, <laughs> like this. A beautiful it's, boy. Yeah, I'm like, he's such a beautiful boy. She's like, what are you looking at? And I was like, I'm looking at Sonny. But it's, so they don't eat every day. They are, they, their pool is, I mean, they have their heater. So honestly, it's not every day. They're not as time consuming as a cat or a dog or mammals. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of work, but they're not, a lot of them don't eat on a regular basis. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Right on. Well, I'll uh, stuff the rest of my animal questions into <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back on track for Thanksgiving. No. Yeah, so, well, speaking of Thanksgiving, um, let's ask, let's ask some Thanksgiving. I want to know, I'm just random, I'm just spitballing, but what are you most thankful for, for living for Idaho, living in Idaho, in the Treasure Valley? Because, I mean, you're new-ish. You've been here, you said, five years? Mm -hmm. The part I'm most thankful about for being in Idaho, I think it's just my Idaho family as a whole. They make every holiday so special. Um, it's really fun being together, and it's actually a monumental holiday for Corbin and I because seven years ago, uh, his sister and I planned to have me come here and surprise him because Thanksgiving is Corbin's favorite holiday. Oh, yeah? So before yeah. we were officially official... Micah, his sister, and I planned for me to come out here, and I surprised him for Thanksgiving, and oh. we have been solid and together ever since Thanksgiving 2014. Yeah. Wow. So it's actually a really big holiday for us. It was my first holiday away from my family, and um, yeah, we've made that a really fun tradition, and he proposed Thanksgiving weekend six years ago. So oh, yeah, okay. it's a really important holiday for us. Honey, and you're forgetting the most important thing. Sam makes the most beautiful Thanksgiving day diets for our animals, like turkeys, but they're like vegetarian turkeys. 
It is amazing. Mm. It's and a fun tradition we've started. It's so started. much fun. And I've, I did these for years without even taking photos, without social media. And then I remember, yeah, Sam came in and made my, my turkeys look horrible compared to hers. But yeah, she does the whole thing of fruits and veggies. It's pretty cool. Wow. I have watched that on social media. I did have you? That. Yeah. She did so good. Yeah. I, she's so good. All you're, right. you're snapping turtle freaks the crap out of me, by oh, the way. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> it's going to, it's just going to take somebody. So speaking of Thanksgiving, okay. Sam, what is your anchor Thanksgiving food? Of all the things on the menu, this is the one thing I have to have. It means the most to me, this one dish. What is it? Oh, my gosh. Um, Jan sweet potato casserole. Oh, mm. really? It's so good. <laughs> oh, That's man, can you take that out? It's no. like candy. <laughs> I love sweet potatoes. It's oh, like yeah. candy. It's so good. Okay, I'm on board with that. Corbin, what about you? Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Between gravy and rolls or macaroni? Are you guys macaroni? Macaroni? Pe- yes. Like macaroni and cheese? Yes. For, for Thanksgiving? Absolutely. It's one of my side dishes. I, I swear. It is delicious. Good. I'm I, trying not to shake my head. I'm just saying, okay, be open-minded, not- Macaroni. That's a great idea. I think you should. Really? Huh. Why you guys should do it? Well, Why I mean, we, we moved here macaroni? from the South, and they have weird stuff, like, in the South. So, I mean, I, I get that. What do you recall from the South that's so atypical? Grits. Yeah, well, like. Uh, grits are weird. Like, the, yeah. the, yeah. the gravy made with all the, like. Bits and oh, my leaves. dad does that. What like that? turkey neck. Giblets, yeah. Ooh. Oh, Giblets yeah. That's yeah. disgusting. And then like black IP stuff and there. Yeah, it's just weird. Mm. I mean, it was good. And by the end, I liked all that stuff. But I was just like, where's your stovetop? <laughs> like something. Oh, yeah. but. Mm. What's your favorite side dish for Thanksgiving? Shane makes the best homemade. Um, Shane's quite the cook, actually. Um oh. Cranberry dressing, cranberry. Oh, homemade cranberry sauce. Compote. Yeah, he uses okay. like Compote. the Ina Garten. Uh, it's so good. We never grew up having cranberry sauce. Yeah. It was really? the weirdest thing. So I would love to know your recipe. Yeah. I'm gonna make you some cranberry sauce. Okay. Wow. Cranberry compote. That sounds so good. So Bank yours is it. macaroni and cheese. Yes. What's right. yours, Shane? Oh man, what do I like? Um, when I think of the thing that ignites the most memories, I probably think of. Um, my mom always made like a green bean casserole. It's the most generic thing. You, it, the recipe is on the back of the can, like the cream <laughs> yep. of mushroom soup yeah, yeah. can. Yep. I like that. I love it. And I make it every year when we go to see my parents in Spokane. And my mom is always so annoyed. Like, we don't really have to have that dish. Now. Which like, is crazy yeah, for me because. You, yeah, we're going to have that dish. But like, my husband really likes it. Yeah. And yeah. it takes like five seconds. It's not even the taste of it. It's the memories that the taste brings back. Like it could be garbage, but it reminds me of so many Thanksgivings of the past that uh, it's kind of a mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And honestly, it's the whole thing though. Like Thanksgiving, there's something about that. We talked about this on the food podcast, but there's something about those weird elements all together that it just like. It just transports you to every Thanksgiving you've ever had. Like that meal is just special. I'm, mm. I'm glad we had that. You did not tell us what are you most thankful for about Idaho. Oh, about Idaho? Can I? I love Sam's was so wholesome. Like oh, our family and stuff like that. So <laughs> Sam, I'll let you have that one. But I think the opportunity to become an entrepreneur. There are not many places. Um, in the States or in the world where you really can have such a great start living here in Idaho. Like I got my start here building my brand online and, you know, in, in television, I did years of local television here, which, you know, helped prepare me for national TV. I think for, you know, wine, you know, for starting the wine tours, I think this place, there's so much opportunity and that's what I'm thankful for. Mm. I feel like the sky is the limit and it would have been very hard to do what we both do. I think in different markets, I really, really do. I, and that's what I'm so thankful for. And, yeah, and obviously, I'm thankful for family and you, honey, mm-hmm. and my alligators. <laughs> Your alligators. Yes. Good old Sonny. Sam and Sonny. Sonny. <laughs> Sonny. Sonny. And Chompers. Oh and Chompers. Gosh. Okay. Yeah, of course, Chompers. Yeah. yeah. 
Chompers um, is the best name. Chompers? Chompers. Yeah. Is, is it Chompers? It's Chompers. I like it. I feel it. like Shane needs to feed them. I like yes. to, to see them. Thank you for the invite. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'll watch. I'll video, but I don't, yeah. I don't know if I'll watch it. All right. If we were on a double date for real, like a real double date, okay. where would you guys want to go in Boise? Oh. Well, we never go to Boise. Honestly, we hardly ever get down here. And if I am in Boise, I'm like picking people up and dropping them off yeah. and then getting back on the freeway to so go home. So let's just say the Treasure but Valley. Yeah. Where would you go? Like for dinner or something sure. like sure. that. I say Brick 29 is one of our favorite I restaurants for sure. Yeah. But yeah. there are so many cool places in Boise that we never have the opportunity to visit. Like I've been following the Lively on Instagram for so long now and I really... Corbin needs to take us on a date. Let's go on a double date. That would be so fun. And you know, they're going to have a speakeasy like down below. It's going to be so cool. Do you ever go to the craft lounge below Brick 29? I love that place. Oh. I didn't know I liked Tennessee until I went there. Yeah. Hmm. They make a really fun cocktail with it. Okay. So we need to go on a real double date then. Fun. And we'll go to the Lively because that is a beautiful place. Yeah. I like barbacoa. I know everyone always says that, but I love barbacoa. So fun. What a fun atmosphere. It does have a fun atmosphere. The decor. Oh, yeah. All the way to the bathrooms. Yes. yes. The bathrooms are pretty swanky. I have met yeah. some very, very drunk women, and they always give me the best compliments oh. in in that bathroom. I oh feel gosh. like people really bond. Though I went yep. into the guy's bathroom in there once because there was no one there, and I can't remember who I was with, but one of my guy friends was like, you got to see this when bathroom. When are you just going into men's <laughs> restaurants? Well, I, he's like, I want to show you the Barbaco bathroom. And I'm like, well, I don't – I probably shouldn't go in there. He's like, there's no one in there. And they have the um, – the Victoria's Secret one, uh, like swimsuit um, oh. show going all the time. I'm like, Are, really? Is this for real? I never oh, look yeah. at that garbage. Oh uh, yeah, know never. What you're talking about <laughs> that place is cool. I always feel like I'm wearing like five times as many clothes as I should be wearing for barbecue. I'm like, yep. oh, I'm supposed to be wearing a napkin, but that's yes. okay. You know, yes. I wish that we had more time because as soon as you said drunk women, it made me super curious about your job, Sam. Oh yeah, actually, yes. we do need to just just for a second. We do need to focus just for a second because you have a really rad job. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, we're, we're fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we're good. I'm okay. Don't, curious. Don't cut us off. Okay. Well, they <laughs> like, might have the space till three, honey. Well, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We're okay for a minute. <laughs> Travis is our producer's looking at us like, no, you've got. How go. hard is it for you to see people in that state? Maybe it's because I haven't really been part of that world until just recently. But like seeing people, um, inebriated. Inebriated. Thank you. Um, you get the whole spectrum of reactions. Some people are awesome. Some people just want to have good vibes. Some people are loud. Some people are quiet. But, uh, like, we had some loudness in our tour. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I wonder what that makes you think about people in general. Is it hard? Is it fun? Is it energizing? Is it draining? It's all of the above, but I always realize that I'm going to be dropping them off at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and then I usually drive home in silence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably not listening to Red Red Wine one oh, more time. Oh, no. <laughs> if that song comes on next, if I'm not on a tour. Yeah. <laughs> Anything on that playlist, I'm like, nope, nope. Oh, <laughs> what are your, your don'ts or your red flags? Like, what are the boundaries that... You know, somebody can be drunk and act out, but at the beginning, you gave us a good PSA, hide your buzz so that we're invited <laughs> yeah. back. Yes. This Hydrate, is kind of a symbiotic relationship with us and the wineries. Yes, we want to exactly. make sure that we're, but like, where do you draw lines? Crying. Crying. Whenever a girl starts crying, I know it's not going to end well. Oh, wow. I know that they finally hit that point and it's about to come downhill. Oh no. So what do you do? Um, do you in- intervene or do you just, well, let's see. You know, being the guide, I have such great relationships with the wineries. I can communicate with my people. Like, 
hey, I think this girl might be getting to the point. Yeah. And I don't want everyone on our tour to know this, but we do have the opportunity to control how much alcohol is served mm -hmm. to our guests. So if I feel like someone might be at that point where you know, a little bit more might destroy their experience or it might start to have a negative impact on their day, then, you know, we might start to just slow the alcohol intake for a little bit. But it feels like a strange balance to maintain because when you start getting into that state, you kind of like, I kind of want to enjoy it my way. I get a little bit more somber, a little bit more quiet. I like to listen more. I don't like to react. Some people are exactly the opposite. They just want to yell and sing and shake my shoulder and yell at me. Why aren't I yelling and screaming too? <laughs> Did you have this and personal experience? <laughs> this is why I sat up front with you. <laughs> Anywho, it's, it sounds like it's hard to please everybody. How, how, how do you craft an experience that the majority of the people can walk away and say, I had an awesome time? I think 99% of the time that is the experience that we get. I think people have a really good time by the end of the day. And Yeah, um, I've never met, knock on wood, someone in a bad mood leaving our wine tours. Now, there are people maybe who don't remember, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think it's a fun experience. Yeah, And we all, I always say the joke, we're like one big wine tour family. You get to meet these people and bond with them and our I mean, our thing is we, and this is what Sam wanted to do, is we wanted to create something to where we aren't just drivers. And, you know, now we have a team behind us. We uh, we have hired drivers, but we want you to be a guide. We want to be your friend. We don't just want to be a driver. And that's what we, we customize the experience. So you feel like one big wine tour family. Oh, yeah. When we went on this most recent tour, those three ladies in the front seat, uh, your veterans. Yeah. They were so excited whenever you took us to the lava pit or to that uh, yeah. crater. Yeah. Um, that was like a special thing. And it I was thought, very special. Oh, that's cool. You catered yeah. something awesome for them, something that you don't normally do. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was cool. Yeah, Still thank you for realizing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, I'm like, wow, I couldn't do that. Yeah. But you, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, it's just like you, you start as a friend, though, and it's like you then become a babysitter. And yeah. I, I think that would be really, really hard for me just every day. I could do that like twice. I Maybe it's just because I sometimes have to do things where I'm kind of in charge or bringing people along with me. But I feel pretty wasted at the end of that kind of thing. Not literally wasted, like your It group. can be exhausting. Yeah, it can be. But right. you do it very well. Thank and you. It, it is she super does fun. It so good. I think yeah. the fact that I don't have to, like, go home and mom or, yeah. you know, go home and, and do something else like that really helps me out. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I have a really good time with these people, and they are your friend by the end of the day, or at least sure. I hope they, they are. are. You know, it's so fun. Then they, you know, follow you on social media, and they like your stories, and they're like, hey, how's it going? Or, yeah. you know. Just you, you posted a reel and so many of my now friends are commenting on it. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I love Snake River Wine Tours. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, hi, Annie, how are you? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just really good to create those connections. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. one reason I do like your tours is like, I mean, the instantaneous uh, feelings of just camaraderie for some reason, just driving around together in that state, it, it, mm -hmm. it's really bonding. I mean, I can get why corporate tours like to do that. It's just a totally different way to get to know each other. But there was one woman on the tour and she was very, very like, um, very formal. And by the end, like everyone was exchanging numbers. I'm yep. like, this is a really fun way for grownups to just kind of break that ice. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. We love company tours, corporate stuff. It's great. I mean, it beats sitting in a meeting, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's so cool. And it's cool when people get to see their bosses kind of let loose yeah. a little bit. And I think Sam and I are really good, are really good buffers too for that. So 
yeah. After that first glass of wine, everyone just kind of loosens up a little bit, and we're all there for the same reason. For mm-hmm. sure. So the yeah. other th- the other thing that I wanted to articulate that I appreciated is, um, you know, going on an experience like that. It's awesome that whenever we go to the wineries, you seem to have a relationship with them, and it feels very, if not intimate, very familiar with each other. I remember uh, my my last company took us on a wine tour for like a corporate team building something or other. But the tour guy, like it was obvious when we got there, she hadn't met the people at the winery and it was kind of like a like a business formal handshake formality type thing. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel like that with yours. With yours, you could tell that you knew the people and it just felt like we were being welcomed in. Yeah, when I walk nice. into Koenig Vineyards, I feel like I'm on cheers. They're like, <laughs> Sam, hey, oh, how was yeah. your week? I haven't seen you in three days. Yeah. Well, they, you get, know? they get so disappointed when they see me. Where's Sam? <laughs> where where is she? Is she in the back? And no, but it's it's like a big family. Sometimes we see these people more than our families at, at yeah. points, you know? And we have them over at our houses for wine parties and we really feel those good relationships are what makes our tour so unique because you have to have a good relationship. That's like yeah. the building blocks, yeah. you know? I think it's just the culture of the Treasure Valley as a whole. Yeah, that for is sure. true. Yeah. I mean, the, I feel like there's so much collaboration that I'm just used to. It. We had another podcast called uh, First Impressions. Um, we had two, like someone from L.A., who started a business and then somebody from New York who started a business. And that was the same kind of feeling is just you, the, the competition is not the same. We, we want to establish this rapport with each other and true friendships. And I'm just used to that, but we want to do a podcast on Idaho wine culture. And I'm excited because I do feel like so many of the wineries just really have these good relationships with each other. And I think that's really cool to explore. I can't wait to listen to that one. I know that'd be so cool. Well, um, I think for sure we should go on a real double date. That would be be so so fun. fun. Um, But thank you guys so much for coming out. And I hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I love that that's a special day for you guys. If people would like to know more about you and where to find you on social media, Sam, where do they go? At Snake River Wine Tours on Instagram or Facebook. All right. Corbin? Perfect. Uh, My name, Corbin Maxey. So C-O-R-B-I-N-M-A-X-E-Y, not I. Mm -hmm. Trying to save you the Maxey pad joke. So So, (laughs) TikTok, Instagram. Oh, yes. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I also host a podcast called Animals to the Max. And I've been doing that for four years now. So it's free, available for anyone who loves animals and wants to hear stories. And we've had on famous people like uh, Jeff Corwin, Jack Hanna, National Geographic filmmakers. Heavy hitters. Yeah, some really heavy hitters. So, and we go into like in-depth conversation and it's good if you want to, you know, learn what it's like to work with animals. Like what would, you know, be like to take care of a polar bear or train a tiger. Yeah, check it out. Awesome. Oh, great. Yes. All right. All right. Thanks so much, guys. The Thank Boise Bubble Podcast is sponsored by Volkswagen of Boise. Interested in buying a Volkswagen in the Treasure Valley? Head to www.volkswagenofboise.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at The Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time.